that must have come from a bake pan or pot. Sophia resumed her seat, the light sliding gently over her rich brown hair. You don't look the way I expected either, she informed him. Ross arched a brow in sardonic inquiry. Oh? I thought you would be a portly old gentleman with a wig and a pipe. That drew a brief laugh from him, low and scratchy, and he realised that it had been a long time since he had made such a sound. For some reason, he could not help asking, Are you disappointed to find otherwise? No, she said, sounding a bit breathless. No, I am not disappointed. The temperature in the office rose to a blistering degree. Ross could not help wondering if she found him attractive. He would soon be forty, and he looked his age. Threads of silver had begun to appear in his black hair. Years of relentless work and little sleep had left their mark, and the reckless pace of his life had left him almost raw-boned. He did not have the settled, pampered look that many married men his age possessed. Of course, they did not prowl the streets at night as he did, investigating murders and robberies, visiting prisons, and putting down riots. He saw the assessing way Sophia glanced around his office, which had been furnished in a Spartan style. One wall was covered with maps, the other fitted with bookshelves. Only one picture adorned the room, a landscape of rocks and forest and stream, with grey hills rising in the distance. Ross had often stared at the landscape during times of calamity or tension, finding that the cool, quiet darkness of the painting never failed to soothe him. Brusquely, he resumed the interview. "'Have you brought references, Miss Sidney?' She shook her head. "'I am afraid that my former employer will not recommend me.' "'Why not?' Finally, her composure was disrupted, a wash of colour spreading over her face. "'For many years I have worked for a distant cousin. She allowed me to reside in her household after my parents died, despite the fact that she was not a woman of great means.' In return for her charity, I was required to serve as a maid of all work. I believe that Cousin Ernestine was pleased with my efforts. Until... Words seemed to clot in her throat, and sudden perspiration lent her skin a pearly shimmer. Ross had heard every possible tale of disaster, evil, and human misery during his ten years as chief magistrate at Bow Street. Although he was not callous by any means, he had learned to put a certain emotional distance between himself and those who came to plea before him. But the sight of Sophia's anxiety filled him with the insane urge to comfort her, to pick her up and soothe her. Holy hell, he thought in grim surprise, struggling to master the unwanted surge of protectiveness. Go on, Miss Sidney, he said curtly. She nodded and took a deep breath. I did something very wrong. I... I took a lover. I never had before, but he was a guest at a great estate near the village. I met him while walking. I had never been courted by anyone like him. I fell in love with him, and we... She stopped and averted her gaze, apparently unable to look at Ross any longer. He promised to marry me, and I was foolish enough to believe him. When he tired of me... He abandoned me without a second thought. Of course, I realise now that it was ridiculous to think that a man of his station might have taken me to wife. He was an aristocrat, Cannon asked. She studied the shapes of her knees through the drape of her skirts.
Not precisely. He was, is, the youngest son of a noble family. His name? I would prefer not to reveal it, sir. It is all in the past now. Suffice it to say that my cousin learned of the affair from the lady of the manor, who also revealed that my lover was married. Needless to say, there was a scandal, and cousin Ernestine told me to leave. Sophia smoothed her gown in a nervous gesture, her palms running over the fabric that covered her lap. I know that this is evidence of an immoral character, but I promise you that I am not easily given to... to dalliances. If you could manage to overlook my past... Miss Sidney. Cannon waited until she could bring herself to look at him once more. I would be a hypocrite if I condemned you for the affair. We have all made mistakes. Not you, surely. That elicited a wry smile from him. Especially me.